Okay, number of COVID headlines to cover off on this Thursday afternoon. So let's welcome in Dr. Zane Chagla, who joins us now on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Dr. Chagla, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. All right, with nearly 80% of the province having at least one dose, the Ontario vaccination rate seems to be leveling off. Uh, just first of all, how concerning is this, doctor? Yeah, I mean, you know, number one, I think we can be proud to get to the probably the highest number in the world in terms of first doses of vaccination amongst adults. Um, but, you know, there's 20% missing. Some of that might be administrative, people who've been vaccinated in other places, people who don't live in Canada right now. But, you know, there is some hard to reach population. And I think the next phase of the vaccine effort is, as everyone who wants access to a dose can get a dose, is really putting vaccines into places where people can access them with providers they trust and vaccinating opportunistically rather than making people queue and wait and, and, and kind of go through the process that they've been doing normally. Yeah, there's a call for family doctors to get a little more involved here. Uh, what role could family doctors play when it comes to uh, helping us uh, with the vaccination rate? Yeah, I mean, if you look prior to COVID-19, who gave the most vaccines in the province? So they were family doctors, right? And it's that trust relationship. It's, again, point of care uh, uh, care so that, you know, people who are in the doctor's office get the vaccine rather than having to line up or book an appointment. And it's that counseling around questions, right? The hesitancy, the answering, the, you know, does this work with my medical conditions? I can't get a straight answer on this. Um, so, you know, family doctors are, are essential as part of this. And I, I would foresee, again, work being done in the next few months to really put the supply of vaccines that's left into family doctor's offices so they can move the needle on that last 10%, 20% of people that need to be reached. Yeah, Dr. Chagall, I'm wondering, is it possible if we hit our vaccination ceiling? I mean, is there a ceiling here? Is it 80, 85%? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there is a good five to ten percent that will never be vaccinated. That you know, for whatever reason, their their deep rooted beliefs, you know, prevent them from getting vaccinated. Of the rest, you know, there's probably ten percent of the the twenty percent left that probably could move the needle or are vaccinated now. We don't know about it because of administrative issues. Um, so, so yeah, I don't think we've hit the cap. I think we can push. I certainly think hitting eighty percent is profound in terms of what it does for society. Um, but, uh, but, you know, there's roles to get that needle moving even further in that five to 10%. And, and really, you know, I think we also have data right now of who's getting COVID-19 and who's getting hospitalized and using that as a platform to say, you know, those unvaccinated individuals, how didn't we reach them and where can we get, do better for those people to make sure that they have access to vaccines appropriately. You mentioned 80% being a profound number. Having said that, uh, there's been a lot of debate whether or not the province has been too cautious with the reopening. And I know the science table has recently said they are not considering or looking at moving up the uh, date for uh, phase three, stage three of the reopening uh, in this uh, province. Where do you see things? Where are we at right now? Because there's obviously some business owners uh, thinking of gyms in particular and some others who are pretty anxious to get to reopened after a long time being closed. Yeah, I mean, I think we really have to give the power of vaccines there. And, and you know what? Phase two came by. We need a bit of time. We need a bit of time from Canada Day just to see if any transmission occurred. It's looking, you know, from the first signals that nothing happened because this disease usually would show up a few days later with symptoms. Um, 
you know, I think we really do need to reflect on vaccines being an ultimate goal here, right? The ultimate goal is not to keep restaurants and bars and gyms and other high-risk indoor facilities closed forever. They're meant to at least mitigate the risk and deal with them as a long-term solution. Today, 50% of adults have access to a second dose of vaccine. You know, that really means 50% of adults in a week or so will have a risk of COVID-19 that is profoundly lower. It is a completely different disease, even if they do get COVID-19. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that really does say, you know, our ability to move up. In a week or so, that population is now fully immune. We have numbers at the lowest they've been. People are smart and not going to be in restaurants all day and night. Um, and, you know, I think there is some room to at least take some risk here and, and monitor as, as we've been doing. And, and again, keep going forward rather than going backwards. All right. One of the risks we will not be taking, it appears, is the CNE this year that it was uh, canceled. Although the Calgary Stampede, it will open uh, tomorrow. And wanted to get your take, uh, Dr. Chagla, on what they're doing for the music events there. They've got a stage called uh, Nashville North. And to get in to see the music event, you've either got to show proof of vaccination or submit to a rapid test. And do you think that that might be a template moving forward uh, for other events and maybe eventually, say, concerts at Scotiabank Arena and such? Yeah, it's a good proof of concept. I mean, I don't know if it's a permanent solution. I think it obviously takes a lot of administrative work. Uh, and, you know, recognizing that, again, in about a month, month and a half, people will have access to their second dose of vaccine who want a second dose of vaccine. Um, and, you know, at some point you say, well, 80 percent of the population is fully vaccinated. At some point that do we police the extra 20 percent to make sure uh, that they're they're at you know low risk? Um, but I think for now, it's an interesting approach. I think there's lots of data to gain from it. The UK has done a few of these little pilot studies looking at testing and vaccination and the risk of transmission during a particular event. Um, so, you know, I give them, uh, give them uh, props to actually looking at this uh, systematically and seeing if there's a way to use testing and, and vaccination to make one of these large scale events safe. All right. There certainly will be a lot of people watching that with interest. Dr. Chagla, always appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us on this Thursday. No problem. All the best. You too. Dr. Zane Chagla with us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.